One thing that will kill your fitness goals in 2019 is, well, boredom. Because within a couple weeks, you know the drill, you'll be sick of going to the same gym, doing the same workout. But not with ClassPass. ClassPass is an all-access membership to over 14,000 of the best gyms and fitness studios all over the world. You can try new workouts and studios without the commitment to a single gym or overpaying for drop-ins. Yoga, strength training, spin, bar, even boxing. ClassPass gives you variety and the accountability you need to attend classes. They've got something for everyone. Near your work, near your house, ClassPass is literally everywhere. And now, for Eat This Not That listeners, you can get your first month free at classpass.com slash try slash eat this. That's classpass.com slash try slash eat this for your first month free. Classpass.com slash try slash eat this. Welcome to the Eat This, Not That podcast. I'm John Hammond, and this is Megan Murphy. Hi, everyone. Now, Megan, you try to eat healthy-ish, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I indulge from time to time, of course, but um, the majority of the time and when I'm home cooking for myself, of course, I like to be healthy. Especially if you're starting the new year or if it's springtime and you're thinking about summertime. Like, we have these moments where we're like, this is it, like 30 days of clean eating. Mm -hmm. Um, And... But a lot of us, I mean, have you ever gotten confused by some of the terms that seemingly are slapped all over food products, like on every every aisle of, of the supermarket? Totally. I mean, there seems to be like an overwhelming number of terms out there, mm-hmm. and it's a lot to grasp and really understand. What yeah, about you? I mean, me too. It's 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 overwhelming mm-hmm. to a point, and, and a lot of us do, especially when there are so many terms flying around these days. The fact of the matter is that many of them are just marketing terms, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're they're you know they're designed to try and and create a health halo, if you will for for some of these foods um and they so they're it's it's clickbait yeah it's 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 the nutritional form of clickbait right it's that it's that that facebook headline that that buzzfeed kind of listicle or or those kind of 20 20 things you know that you should know if you're from new jersey or massachusetts or omaha um that you just have to click on and then you don't get to 20 right by by the time you get through three you're like i'm done so this is the same kind of thing and the same kind of you know there's there's probably more damage that can be done than the those kinds of articles because you know you're led to believe that this is this is clean this mm-hmm. is this is natural mm-hmm. right there's one of them right this is whole grains there's yeah. one of them so this this must be great for me this must be healthy but it's at the end of the day it's still processed food so you know again there's that there's that health halo they're trying they're trying to kind of get that started so as a result we're often purchasing you know seemingly good for you foods that are covert diet bombs really yeah and we're not saying that all these words are just buzzwords we're saying that they're often slapped on packages to encourage you to buy the product mm-hmm. and we don't want you to simply write off all of these phrases as gimmicks because that's not accurate but we do want to help you understand which terms will be the best guides in furthering your journey to health and weight loss that's right because look we all know it doesn't matter whether it's um, school, education, or or the foods that you eat. Knowledge is power. Uh-huh, absolutely. So, so let's drop some food knowledge, right? Let's let's get let's started. Drop it let's, like let's, it's hot. Let's unmask the the imposters. So the first one is a term that many of us are probably aware of and looking for these days, but do we really know what organic means? So there's a lot, there's a ton that goes into something to be certified organic. For example, organic certified cows are required to spend at least four months a year grazing in pastures. Their feed is grown without chemicals, fertilizers, or pesticides, and the cows are not treated with hormones or antibiotics. As for produce, organic plants are only treated with fungicides and pesticides that the USDA deems safe for consumption, and they don't use any synthetic fertilizers. 
So like, should we be going organic? Eating organic produce and meat specifically reduces the ingestion of those bad pesticides and cuts your exposure to antibiotic-resistant bacteria. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely pluses. We know organic can tend to be a little more expensive mm -hmm. to purchase. It's, it's a lifestyle choice. But here and there, especially meat and produce, there are definitely health benefits. It's important. Yeah, and I think it's, it's the unknown, right? You mm -hmm. don't know what some of these chemicals long-term over a lifetime of eating could, could potentially do to you. Or like, you know, when I, I think about the, the boys, kids, the course. kids, right? So we buy a lot organic. Uh, the basic rule of thumb that, that I try and follow is if I'm eating something um, where the skin is, is part of it, like, yep, like an apple, apple exactly. right? Like definitely organic. Mm -hmm. However, if I'm eating something where the skin is being peeled and removed, I'm less concerned if yes, it's organic or not, right? So bananas, uh, bananas avocados, right? absolutely. Uh, melons, mm -hmm. although melons, like there can be some seepage. So you, you want to like, if you don't scrub it down real good, at least, you know, if, if you don't, if you don't go organic, at, le at least scrub it down real good, even before you peel it. And mm -hmm. the reason being because uh, when you slice a melon, Whatever's on that outside is now cut through the entire melon. So those, those kinds of things. Um, but there's a way to kind of balance it. And, and also if you, there's like the, the dirty dozen uh, list that comes out every year. It might be from the, from the, from the FDA mm -hmm. that talk about the, the foods that you should always buy organic because Absolutely. they're so heavily uh, coated in, in some of these chemicals. So that's a good one. Um, another one is, you know, it's another one that trips people up a lot, including myself, by the way. And it's natural. I mean, what is the difference between organic and natural, right? Mm -hmm. It sounds like the same kind of thing. The term natural is commonly misunderstood and misinterpreted, probably because the claim isn't really regulated by the FDA. So it's not regulated like organic is. Now, the FDA seems to be cool with the term if the food doesn't have added color, artificial flavors, or synthetic substances. So a food can be, quote, natural, but that does not necessarily mean healthy. Take a look at the ingredient list, and if you really want to know if, if what you're putting in your mouth actually came from nature, like, it shouldn't have a really long ingredient no, list. it should be so, straightforward, yeah, you know, for sure. And so, the natural, you see natural flavors on yeah. things, and, like, natural flavors really is not natural. It's not what you think, like, believe me. Like, look at the ingredients list, and you'll, you'll understand how unnatural those flavors <laughs> may be. This is a big one, especially since so many people have become more aware of added sugars in their diet and they're focused on cutting back on them sugar-free. Mm -hmm. So the only thing sugar-free means is that a product doesn't have refined cane sugar. That's the only sugar it's referring to. It doesn't mean that the food doesn't have other natural sweeteners like agave or brown rice syrup or artificial sweeteners or even sugar alcohols. So while some of these other sweeteners are okay for you, it's certainly misleading to find out that a sugar-free quote-unquote product has like 15 grams right. of sugar hiding in it. So just be wary of this one for sure, especially since there are so many alternative sugars and sweeteners out there yeah. these days. And it's mind-blowing because there are literally more than 80 terms for sugar, for, right? for added sugar, yeah. right? For added sugar on, a, on an ingredient label. So, it, you know, if you look at, you know, they always say like, you know, the order of the ingredients means the prominence of, of them in, in the product, right? So, you know, you might look at a, at a an ingredient list and say, oh, well, sugar is like 10, 10 ingredients down. Mm -hmm. But then there's High uh, fructose, maltose, corn syrup, fructose, yeah. right? Uh, brown rice syrup, mm -hmm. cane syrup, like all these things, they're all added sugars, but they're not cane sugar. So something can be sugar-free, but have a dozen of those added Other sugars sweeteners. nonetheless. Exactly. And that's where the new nutrition labels will help navigate this a lot because added sugars have to be called out on the new nutrition labels. So even if something says sugar-free, if you flip over and you look at the label, it might say, you know, 10 grams of added sugars because yeah. there's naturally occurring sugars in food, then there's added sugars. So uh, 
yeah oftentimes when something says sugar-free at least in my experience it's usually even has like the those like like the Splenda yep. and all yeah, those like the chemicals, sweeteners, which the sweeteners can be just as bad, if not worse, by the way. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that's that's a that's a dicey one. Mm. All right, let's take a quick break from some of these confusing terms for something that's not confusing. Robinhood. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission free. While other brokerages charge up to ten dollars for every trade, Robinhood doesn't. They don't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Plus, there is no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data, and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections, such as the 100 most popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners of Eat This Not That a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Sign up at eatthis.robinhood.com. Here's a quick and free way to finally stick to your New Year's resolutions. Start listening to podcasts on Spotify. With more than 150,000 podcasts, including Oprah's Super Soul Conversations, The Tim Ferriss Show, Happier with Gretchen Rubin, and The Nutrition Diva, you can learn how to balance a budget, balance your diet, and how to feel balanced while meditating, even if you're still wondering if the cat's been fed. All podcasts on Spotify are free, and you can even download episodes for those times when you're going off the grid, you know, to get all that newfound balance into your life. So start the year off right with podcasts on Spotify. All right, now let's get back to cutting out the confusion around some of these nutritional terms. This is one, this is an, here's another one that you see plastered on a lot more packaging these days, probiotic. Probiotics are live bacterial cultures that we consume naturally in unpasteurized fermented foods. Now, they're believed to be beneficial to overall health through their presumed ability to restore a proper balance to our guts, right? Like they, you know, good mix of, of gut bugs, right? You want more mm-hmm. healthy gut bugs than bad ones to kind of keep that digestive system rolling. Now, the science behind it has yet to prove how or even if they're effective. Live probiotics often do not survive the harsh environment of the stomach because it ain't pretty down there, right? There's a lot of acids and it, there's no telling that like you can consume all the probiotics you want, but can it actually survive that, that acidic environment down there? In fact, the FDA has yet to approve using probiotic supplements to treat health problems, which means marketers can go wild with their probiotic claims, especially when they're adding a probiotic strain not naturally found in the food. So, you know, probiotic prunes, probiotic granola, probiotic uh, baking mixes, like all of it's just kind of marketing speak, so, so, so to speak. Unpasteurized fermented foods like sauerkraut, yogurt, miso, and kefir all say live active cultures, they're all likely the best source of probiotics rather than an item spiked with the, the goat bugs, which is probably just a marketing ploy. Yeah. You know what? Last week I tried, um, it's called Culture Republic. Mm-hmm. It's a new ice cream that has live active cultures, live, great that's probiotics. You, you, if you, if you're, if you, I want to focus and want to try this. Like, make sure it says live active yeah. cultures because that's was critical. Delicious for the record. See, there you so, go. The Culture Republic, look out for it. So, here's another one that trips up a lot of us, me included. I was um, tripped up for the longest time on this one, yeah, by the way. Yeah, definitely. So, whole grain and whole wheat. So, all right, here's your one minute biology lesson for the day. I'm totally going to geek out on science for a second. So, cereal grains like wheat, 
rye, oats, and barley are really just edible seeds from grasses. Each whole seed is made up of multiple layers which surround the germ or embryo, like it's called endosperm, bran, or husk, to be technical. When a grain is refined, like it is for white flour, white rice, the husk and outer layers of the grain are removed in the process. And the issue with this is that these protective layers are rich in nutrients, particularly like energizing B vitamins and fiber, which will slow down your digestion. Whole grains come complete with the first three nutrient-rich layers. But here's the tricky part. If a product says made with whole grains, it may still contain a majority of white refined flour. Mm -hmm. So make sure to look out for a label that specifies 100% whole grain to reap the benefits of the nutrients and the high fiber. Yeah, that's that's a big one because people people just, you know. Whole grains, it could be 1%. Contains contains whole, like, well, contains like, right, 1% of whole grains. And and another one, um, I'll see your whole grains and I'll raise you multi grains. All right. Unfortunately, seeing the label multi grain on a product is about as credible as a politician's campaign promises, right? Mm. The the term simply means that there are different types of grains present, typically those of the junky refined variety like corn and wheat flour. Plus, many producers just use added dyes to make their product appear more natural. Take multi grain Cheerios, which we don't we don't buy in the house. We I just buy the regular old mm-hmm. Cheerios. But they have uh, the three different colors, right? In the that's Cheerios. Right. That's yeah. right. The cereal has caramel color added to to it to enhance the difference in the grains, which nearly earned it a spot on Eat This Not That's twenty worst good for you cereals. However, um, they have some pretty reasonable nutritionals, so they didn't they didn't they weren't on okay. that list. But again, this is the kind of thing where you know you see some you see a term plastered and it's like okay, like I know cereal's not great, so this one has has multi grain yeah. and you or, can visually see the I different see, like, grains. that looks like different things, yeah. so, but it's it's really just food coloring and there might be different grains used in the mix. But again, like look at the ingredients label and see see what's really up there. I guarantee you the first one's going to be enriched, you know, wheat flour, Absolutely. which means all of the value has been stri- stripped from the wheat flour. Because um, if something has to be enriched, it has to have been de-riched first. In the first place, exactly. So this one is also one of the ones that trip a lot of people up, made with real fruit. Mm-hmm. So the mom should watch I out cr- for this one in particular. every time I see this. Could, yeah. Because the boys like you, you yeah. look at kids products and this every time i see this i cringe yeah so you often see made with real fruit on organic gummies or even in fruit juices but it shouldn't make you think that that product is a picture of health oftentimes it just translates to fruit juice concentrate which doesn't have the same benefits as whole fruit like like the fiber Juice concentrates are really high in fructose, and that's a sugar molecule that our body turns into fat and inflammatory compounds more easily than it does with glucose. So you might be wondering, well, why is it so bad if it's naturally found in fruit? Well, the answer is that fruit contains much less of it per serving because this is a concentrate. So made with real fruit is not the same as just eating real fruit. (laughs) Right, yeah. Yeah. There's made with real fruit, and then there's real fruit. Real fruit, (laughs) yeah, just go over the real fruit. And now, finally... This is another one that has caused a lot of debate lately, uh, especially in, in you know certain sections of the newspaper. It's not like front page news because there's plenty, plenty of other headlines that dominate. But if you look like in the national section and the business section, you might have seen the term uh, GMO and, and been curious. And, and though GMO, which is genetically modified organisms, has become a mainstream term of sorts, most people still don't know exactly what it means. If you see a product labeled non-GMO or GMO-free, it means the ingredients used are not from organisms that have had their genetic material manipulated or altered in a lab. The term is not regulated by the government, but by a non-profit organization called the Non-GMO Project. 
The National Academy of Sciences recently concluded in a 400-page document that there's no evidence to support GMOs pose any health risk. However, the report failed to mention the fact that pesticide-resistant GMOs, especially corn and soybeans, allow farmers to spray their crops without abandon. So the result is that multiple studies have found these carcinogen-containing pesticides are passed on to you, the consumer. Bottom line, non-GMO foods are often better for you if they contain corn or soy, but that doesn't give you a free pass to glaze over the nutritional label. So, and again, like the pesticides is, is going to be the problem here. And that's mm -hmm. what can't be accounted for because, you know, those, those modified foods can kind of withstand it. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the the bottom line is just educate yourself on mm -hmm. these terms, read the label and, you right. know, that's no clickbait, no like, clickbait, give up, give up, give up yeah. food clickbait for, for the new year. If, if you do anything Absolutely. like look at the labels, look at the ingredients and look at, look at the, the nutrition label. Cause you're going to see things like added sugars. You're going to see all those different terms for sweeteners. If you Google like terms for, for sugar, like it'll, it'll blow your mind. There are literally more than 80. So look, these are, these were some of, uh, you know, the most uh, prevalent ones I mm -hmm. should say, right? We've, we've kind of picked the, the eight that, that we were most familiar with and, and that you see all over all, the place. All over the place. Yeah. Every aisle of the supermarket. There are a ton more. Uh, actually, eatthis.com has an article that uncovers 25 different terms. Um, and some of them are a little more obscure, ACV, artisanal, those kinds of things. These were the ones that really, you know, we thought kind of resonated more from, from a health concern, right? Yeah, but definitely check out that article and just educate yourself on as many terms as you can so you could just make smart decisions in the mm -hmm. supermarket. Um, look, Thanks for listening, and we hope that you're enjoying the podcast and might like us enough to leave a review and a rating and maybe even share it with some of your friends. In the meantime, be sure to join us at eatthis.com on Facebook and on Twitter and Instagram, where we are at eatthis, not that. I'm John Hammond. And I'm Megan Murphy. And if you guys want to connect with me on social media or say hello, you can find me at This Girl Can Eat. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And please let us know what food choices are at the top of your mind so we can help explore them here as we help you eat this, not that.